Joined by Commissioner David Klanekin on the day, he is awarded the exclusive CPL rights to Windsor, Essex County, and will step down as the first Canadian Premier League Commissioner. David, first of all, thank you. A pleasure again to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll get into your role in the four years of a commissioner in a second, but this is a really exciting day, I know, for a community that you know really well. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm feeling very good. You know, I it's uh, it's always been, you know, a bit of a goal of mine to talk to when Scott Mitchell and I first talked uh, after I met the Board of Governors uh, when, when they were going to start the league, I, I said that I would, would really kind of um, like to, to be able to have and, and be part of my own club as well. Uh, so I'm, uh, you know, and it's, it's a, a passion project for me because, you know, obviously, you know, being awarded the exclusive rights to uh, Windsor and Essex County, it's a great spot. I mean, you know, it's where I grew up. I went to school down there when we immigrated from Scotland. That's the only place I knew in Canada. And it's a, a damn good place to be from, truthfully. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I just, I think it's it. And I, and I played football there for years and years and years, KJ. So at the end of the day, uh, to me, it's just, it's, it's a great opportunity to do something down there. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a great spot for, uh, for fandom and supporters. And I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be able to build something really, really great there. But I mean, Hey, listen, there's a ton of work to be, to be done, as you know, but uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm sure you are. And maybe on that, there's no timeline on this, right? I know it's going to be a massive story there and they're going to be very excited about this, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about the untapped market there, their love for soccer and the fact that they would have had to travel hours on hours to watch professional soccer. And now hopefully they don't. And then maybe just get into a little bit in terms of the timeline, if there is anything there. Yeah. I mean, the market itself, I mean, you know, I mean, if you, if you, if you take away the U S border, which these days is different, difficult, but you, you know, most people don't realize between uh, in about a 45 minute radius from Windsor, there's over 5 million people because of that border. Right. right. And uh, so very interesting. There's a, there's a tremendous amount of great population down there. I know the market because I see the, the passion for, 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 for our game of football down there. Right. Um, and so that to me is, 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 is very important. It's very difficult for, for people to travel the closest they can get to, to see a, a professional football league game is that they don't want to cross an international border. Uh, then they've got to come up to Hamilton. Or, or York United, right? So, so either Forge FC or York United. So, but I think there's such a great opportunity down there uh, for, for the game, uh, and we just need we need to be able to do that. And so, and again, uh, it's not a, it's not a town that's full of a lot of professional sports. There's really the only professional sport down there is, well, it's semi-professional, which would be um, uh, would be the Windsor Spitfires in, in the OHL, right? So, and I know the owners of that club and they're great people too. And you, you, the people down there, they, they appreciate sports and they understand how important it is to our society, but more importantly, how, mo- how important it is to our entertainment. Yeah, no doubt. The Spitfires are a tremendous franchise. Well, a really good, good comparison. On the future or the imminent future, David, what is on your plate right away for that? I know you'll want, you'll want the, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the soccer-specific stadium and things like that, there's a lot of work to be done here over the next few years, I'm sure. Yeah, but but having said that, the, the, the you know, the, as they say, the bones are there. So right. we, 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 we've got the structure. It's it's available. So we, we know we can do it. There's lots of interest. Uh, it's going to take some time. You know, the very first question that people want to ask me is, so what do you think? What's the timing look like? I think it'd be being realistic, knowing that we're in 2022, KJ, and, and knowing that we're still dealing with this, 
this COVID thing that seems to be, you know, this yoke that's around our neck, so to speak. Uh, you know, I think 2024 is probably a, is, a, is an ambitious target. Would love to have a team playing down there prior to the World Cup in 2026 when it comes to North America, right? Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's a good good place to be. It'll take time, uh, but you know, I have I have a bit of an inside track. As, as I said to someone else, um, you know, uh, I love the product so much. I decided to buy the company. Well, a part of the company. Let's call it that way. Right. No rush, right? All about getting it right. Getting it right so you can set the foundations for a long time. No point jumping in early, then it obviously getting later complications. So I think you know that better than anybody. And that gets me on to my next question. I've been being at the forefront of this league now. Five years ago, it was a dream, right? Now it's now it's a reality. You were appointed the first commissioner of this league back in 2018, oversaw the successful launch of the league, the expansion to eight markets that have now been more further enhanced as well in different markets. How do you look back in this in terms of this tenure and how it's really changed and so much in terms of coming from a, a plan to execution? Well, my, the first time that I had the conversation with Scott, uh, Scott Mitchell, we, we, honestly, it was a pipe dream. Like I looked at it and went, okay, I don't know, it, whatever you're smoking, we'll see how this works. But, but the reality was, you know, as I, it was, I was very excited at the time because, you know, he, he knew he was pushing the right buttons with me because of this the amount of time I spent in the game myself and, 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 you know, I'm probably as you are, we all consider ourselves some of the biggest fans in the world. Right. So, so I was, I was ecstatic about it. Having said that it's uh, once, once that goes away and then you start to realize what you don't know and what you need to do. That's uh, that, that was very interesting. I do know this though. Um, we did some great things because at the end of the day, we always challenge ourselves to be innovative, creative, to push the boundaries of where we should where we should be with this, uh, to really enhance uh, the league by being transparent and you know using storytelling to get our message across. But it's very difficult when you have two years of a pandemic. That wasn't that wasn't part of my playbook uh, when I first decided to join. Having said that. Um, knew right away that from a business perspective and everything that I had learned in business over my life, you could never go dark in, in, with your customer slash fan slash supporter. Let's call it that. You have to be there for them. And, and that sometimes takes a lot of deposits. That's the investment part of it, right? And fortunately, our board of governors and, and our clubs did that, KJ. And I think that was important. And, and, you know, surviving was important, but not only surviving, thriving as a business. I think we've thrived through what, what I would consider the toughest, toughest times that I've ever seen in my adult life in this country. And, and to survive, uh, for a new business to survive and thrive, and, and I, I mean, I choose that word uh, very, very clearly, thrive, right. because we have, and, and we've, we've pushed the game forward and we've done our part. We're not going to take uh, all the credit for it, but we've done our part. And, and I think you've even said that in the past. So I see now a game that's really taken a hold of this country for the first time really ever. Yes, it's happened in the, in the mid-80s with the men's national team. Yes, it's happened with the women's uh, national team in the last number of years. But not collectively, coast to coast, where this thing has really taken root. And, and I think the important thing here now is to protect it. Right and don't and continue to develop it and build it, and I and I think we're 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 there. We are moving forward. You you and I have had conversations about growth and 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 the uh, the ability to expand. 
we're we're there. We're 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 all over it. You know, whether it be the CPL, whether it be what, what we're doing with League One across the country, those are things that just will not go away because it's so important for us uh, to, to to build this ecosystem, right? Because that's what just everything else spins off of, right? So yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great point. I think it's amazing. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to get into a little bit more about what you think the league is going to do in the future in a second. But I want to add, I think one of the key foundations of your tenure and the leadership that you brought was the strength and the pathway for young Canadian players. This is the Canadian Premier League, but we do know some leagues around the world have that name on the, at the beginning of it because it's where they play, but they don't have a lot of players playing from that country within it. I think it was very easy to think when people started this league that people were going to throw fifty, one hundred thousand dollars $100,000 at you know, a 36-year-old uh, international from you name the country and they're going to come over and finish their career here. And that never was the case. And I think that that's really important, is it not, that this league maintains its Canadian, um, you know, bloodline, so to speak, throughout the teams. And obviously all the under-21 minutes and all the rules in there, it is very, very Canadian as you as you depart the league as a commissioner. Yeah, I think it absolutely is. I mean, if you look at our, our rules alone are one thing. You know, everyone understands the rules of, you know, only seven internationals. and But the reality is our clubs have you know, t- typically less than that. And, and they start more Canadians in every game than a lot of other, other clubs uh, would even think of, you know, of starting home players. This is the way you build great leagues, right? I mean, you build them by, by the, 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 the people that are in the, in the country today. Um, they need to aspire to get to that next level. And if they feel that they're closed down, they'll go find other things to do. There's too many distractions at that, at those tender years between 15 and 19, when they're deciding, you know, do I have a chance to make this happen? Not everyone wants to go overseas. It's not as romantic as what people think uh, going overseas. Uh, There's less chances, but more importantly, it's very difficult to take a youngster away from their family and say, oh, go halfway around the world and go play a game. Don't know anybody, speak differently than other people, and you'll be okay. You know, uh, I've talked to many, many people that have done that and, and and, and, and over, over a pint will, will, will admit to you they cried themselves to sleep many a night when they, were, when they were first doing that. We needed to do that and seed that in this country, and we're going to continue to do it. And I think it's very, very important. As much as the professional league is, is paramount for its success, is what are you doing in the next levels down? Because you need to create that. It's a pathway, right? And right. and you need to make sure that pathway is solid right across. It can't be, it's got to be built on, on, on concrete. You have to be standing on concrete all the way through. And I think we've, we've done a good job of that and we're going to keep doing it for me. And, and, you know, you and I are both immigrants. It would be easy for us to go back to our roots of where we came from and say, ah, you know, you know, it's never going to be as good as there. Oh, I got an idea. Let's build it as good as there. Or better, we have an opportunity to do something different, right? So we don't have to. We, we can learn from what others have done and create even better. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. I think we, we do that well in Canada. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Great points. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about expansion and 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 why you feel the league is going the way at the right speed, right? Ottawa came in as the eighth one in 2020. You've since announced, obviously, they're they're awarding a conditional franchise to Saskatoon. Vancouver's coming in 2023. We know others will be coming as well. It's important that they continue to build going forward, but gradually, David, rather than just coming all in. Yeah, it's, you you need, everything requires us. There's a timing to it, right? And, and, 
you know, one of the biggest things is where do you play? At the end of the day, you've got to have the right places. And, and, and soccer-specific stadiums, you know, no one wants to ever say this out loud, but the reality is you need some soccer-specific stadiums. At the end of the day, today's fans, they're looking for – it's it's an entertainment, right? It's entertainment. It's uh, it's not uh, – they, they, they expect more out of it. And, 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 and so they should. So they should. Uh, and they're seeing it uh, in, in other in other sports as well. So I think, you know, you've, it's got to be measured and at a pace that makes sense. The league can handle. But also, let's remember, you're you're bringing on new young Canadians all the time. Right. You're, you're, you want those gen, that, the next generation and the next generation to, to get into it. it. You just can't just turn the tap on because before you know it, you where does the talent come from? There's lots of talent in Canada today. But if you go too fast, you, you just it has to be measured. And anything else you do in business. So I think, you know, understanding how that happens. And that's one of the things that I'm going to, you know, make sure that everybody understands that as I transition away from the role over the next little while, uh, that you need that that measured pace has to be there. You just can't go uh, willy nilly on this. Uh, That would have been 2019 when we started with seven teams. But but the good news is we have people that are patient, that are understanding, and we've got a great pipeline and people that are putting together packages and, and that we're talking to today. This is not this is not, you know, this is not uh, pie in the sky. This is these are real life concrete plans that are that are being built, and we're happy about that. A couple more for you before we let you go. And again, thanks so much for your time. The quality of the feet on the pitch. I know you and I have had conversations away from a microphone and on the microphone, but I know. That has surprised you positively uh, in, in a great way, hasn't it? That w- How quickly the quality on the pitch has gone from the beginning of the league to now, even during that pandemic. Yeah, I, you know, I look at 2019 um, and, you know, I look at 2019 and then I fast forward to, uh, to 2021 and I can't, I, you know, I can't believe how much the talent level and the, the level of competition has gone, gone up. You know, the fact that our second youngest team in the league, this is, and this is a, this is a, um, uh, this is a, this is a a plus point for, for our conversation about young, young Canadians, but the second youngest team in the league won the league this year. Right. And did it, did it, uh, did it over Forge FC, which is a team that's had success in CONCACAF already. Like we're three years in, two of which were pandemics. One was in a bubble. So, you know, um, that, that's really important that, that people understand that. And, and that's, to me, that's where we want to continue to focus is, you know, how do we continue to do those things and make sure that we, that our clubs continue to improve. I look at these players today um, and I, and I, and I'm amazed at the, at the skill level, the skill level. Now the coaches are fantastic as well. The technical staff, you can see the group, the 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 the, the uh, league growing, growing, and it's not all necessarily being done with international players. To your point, it's being done with Canadian boys mm-hmm. um, that are doing a great job, and and that's the that's the next that's the next generation of heroes. And I see it with uh, with the fans in the stands when you see some of these young players play. They they're faster. They've got. They're quick on the ball. They're they're creative in the way that they play. They're they are passionate about what they do, uh, and they get they're being given the chance at younger ages, right? So I I just I think you know this is the more of that needs to happen, and as that competition continues to to increase and and and, and rise up, we'll end up with uh, with some fantastic results. And and again, I mentioned it. Next year we'll have Pacific FC. 
in CONCACAF, uh, and we'll also have Forge FC in. I don't think anyone ever thought that would happen in, the, in our first couple of years. I was amazed when I was getting phone calls after 2019 from people that I know in Europe telling me they were pleasantly surprised with the level of the league after 2019. And now you can see the interest that's here because they see the opportunity in this country. And I, I've always said this, uh, when we focus, especially sport in this country, we're a big country ge geographically. We don't have a huge uh, population, but when we focus on sport, uh, we, send, we tend to move mountains, so to speak. Right. And, uh, and I think we can do that here. No question. Uh, final one for you. The plaudits are already coming in on the, you know, looking up back on your, your time here as commissioner, Dr. Nick Bontis, president of Canadian soccer said you leave a tremendous legacy for professional soccer in Canada. Uh, Bob Young, co-founder of CPL and obviously Forge FC called you an incredible leader, builder and passionate champion for Canada's soccer community. You've made a massive difference, David. What would your advice be uh, if you only share anything right now for your predecessor? And we know an announcement about next steps will be made shortly and that's not coming soon, but um, taking on what you've already done and protecting it, what would your advice be for the next commissioner of the Canadian Premier League? Oh, well, listen, you mean at the end of the day, whoever, whoever takes on the mantra at the next one, they've got it. They've got to, uh, they've got to run it the way that they, they believe it needs to be at the time. Like they, but, but again, uh, you know, listen to the fans and supporters. That's number one, work well with the clubs because the clubs understand what's happening there. They're the boots on the ground. And, and at the same time, I think we should, you know, we should always be, and this is what, what makes us different than a lot of other countries in, in general, is be creative and innovative and don't be afraid to be different uh, and, 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 and push forward. I think that's, that's important for us. I mean, we, we have this opportunity where we don't have a hundred year history. So we can write, we're writing our own history, KJ, and you, you know that. Uh, that's one of, the, one of the things I love about, about the game in this country is we, we, can, we can respect the past, but we can write the future. Very well said indeed. David Klanekin awarded exclusive CPL rights to Windsor Essex County on the day he steps down as the first, and he will always be the first, Canadian Premier League Commissioner. Can't thank you enough for all the hard work you put into this. Um, it's been a real joy, and we'll continue. we wish you nothing but continued success going forward. Thanks, KJ. Take care.